Hey there, friend, and welcome to the You Out Loud podcast. I'm your host, Mindy Hancock, and I am so glad you are listening in today. Authenticity truly happens when you let go of all the things you think you need to be. Each episode, we'll talk everything from mindset, motivation, inspiration, tough love, anxiety, mental health, and so much more. Rest assured, you can take the tools and strategies in this podcast and apply them to start living your most purposeful life out loud. All right, let's settle in for the goodness that is to come in this episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the You Out Loud podcast. Today, I'm very excited to bring another episode with a past student from the Calm Collective. Um, Today, we have Melissa here with us to share everything that she took away from the eight-week group coaching program. She was in one of the first rounds. I believe she was in the, maybe the, I don't know which round she was in, but she was in a past round, and she has gone through all of those modules that I've been talking about with you guys, and she's here to share her experience and share what she took away and the most impactful things that she took away from the Calm Collective. So I'm very excited to bring this to you. So that way, if you are still sitting on the fence and you're just not sure if this is the right fit for you, that maybe listening to Melissa's experience might be exactly what you need. And so after listening to this, if you have any questions, you know that you can reach out to me um, over on Instagram at Mindy L. Hancock. I'm happy to help you with any of your questions. Um, Just a reminder that the doors are open if you are listening um, right now as the day that this is released, which is Tuesday, um, April the 26th, 2022. And our doors are open right now and they will be closing on Friday the 29th at the end of the day. If you want to get in on bonuses as well, we have bonuses that'll save you $100 on enrollment plus getting an additional private access, Voxer access to me for a month. Um, Those are some bonuses that you can take advantage of if you um, sign up earlier. But um, other than that, let's just go ahead and jump into this interview with Melissa. I'm really excited for you to hear it. So let's just get right on in. Okay. Hey, hey, Melissa, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm so glad that you are here. As soon as I hit record, of course, my dog comes right over here to me to say like, Hey, I need attention. He's been asleep the whole time and now he needs attention, but it's fine. We're fine. Um, we're going to keep moving. So I am really excited that you decided to join today and just kind of tell your experience on inside the calm collective. Um, because I I've had I've had other past students talk about their experience, and I just really think it's powerful to hear from the the alumni to kind of talk about this is what I went, this is what it was like, this is what I took away from it, this was the the key points that were really impactful for me, that kind of thing. So I'm not, I know it's a loaded question, but I'm just going to say like overall, what was your experience? What was your biggest takeaway? Tell us anything that you would like to tell us about the Calm Collective and your experience, and then we'll just go from there. questions. So for me, um, I think the biggest takeaway for me was we all struggle with 
worry and negative thoughts and limiting beliefs and things. And I know that I've struggled with them my entire life. And I know I struggle with anxiety and worry. And in my, my situation, it was good to have these tools that I could constantly go back to because worry doesn't go away. Negative thinking doesn't go away. Limiting beliefs don't go away. When you think you're on top of them, they just keep coming back. So for me, the biggest takeaway was all the tools that you give for us to recognize those things and kind of combat those immediately. Um, worrying doesn't change the future. And so for me, stopping worrying was a huge deal. I can't control the future, but I can control right now. And I can prepare as best as I can in whatever situation it is. But for me to sit around worrying is never going to change the situation. And so in limiting beliefs, man, I think everybody struggles with limiting beliefs, whether they think that they do or not. And for me, I was like, oh, I don't struggle with that. But then when we started digging in and doing some of the exercises, I was like, man, I really do struggle with limiting beliefs and just comparison and all of those things. And so then it creates this bondage that you stay stuck in because you can't move forward in life. You're afraid to set boundaries and you're afraid to do the things that you need to because you're afraid of what other people think. I'm a huge people pleaser. So for me to be able to just recognize the healthy boundaries that I needed and to be able to set those without caring whether or not they liked it or not, I didn't cut those people out. I just needed to set those boundaries the way that I needed and they needed to respect it. And that was huge for me because as a people pleaser, you don't ever really stop wanting to be a people pleaser. And if you don't set those boundaries and stick with them and constantly go back and evaluate, okay, is this a boundary that needs to be moved? Or does it need to be taken away completely now? Am I in it depending on the season? So there was not just one takeaway for me. I mean, the whole thing was, there were so many things that I didn't think I struggled with that I was like, wow, okay, I need this in my life. I need boundaries and I need these uh, tools to help me work on anxiety and recognize anxiety and tackle it whenever it comes up and not just put it aside and let it build up and fester mm -hmm. some more. So there was just a lot. It's a lot. And uh, it is a loaded question, like I said, because there's so many good things that I got out of it. And I still use them to this day. And I've, I'm constantly going back to what I learned and, and thinking, man, I'm glad I have these tools in my toolbox now. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I do want to kind of touch a little bit on what you said regarding boundaries. So <clears throat> prior to the Comp Collective, can you just give us an idea of like what your boundaries look like or maybe where you were struggling in boundaries? It's not that maybe you didn't have boundaries, but um, but that you maybe struggled with keeping them. What did that look like for you? And then what was the turning point um, or maybe even like the aha moment of like, oh, this isn't as hard as it seemed. I can, I can get, do this and still be, um, and, and, and still be like, uh, a nice person, right? Like I know sometimes we think boundaries are like this thing that we're cold and we don't care about others and it's all about me and that's not what it is at all. So kind of give us some insight on what that looked like. So I didn't have a whole lot of boundaries, um, honestly, before. And with my work, I didn't have a lot of boundaries. I'm self-employed. And so I tended to let my customers control my schedule because I wanted to make them happy and meet their deadlines, regardless of if they put me in a bind. And then personally, in volunteer situations and in family situations, I didn't keep a whole lot of boundaries. I would go places that I didn't necessarily want to go to see people because I felt like I needed to. 
even though I knew going into it, I was dreading going to that place or I knew I was going to come back out with a bad attitude because the way that they treat you when you're there, but you go because you feel like you're obligated to. And so I didn't have a whole lot of that. I just kind of went with the flow to make everybody happy, keep the peace with everybody. But um, there was just a moment where I was like, okay, this is not worth it anymore. My mental health is not worth just fighting through situations with these people, even though I don't want to be there. And so it's not that I cut them out. I just would limit them. If I wasn't in a space where I felt like I needed to be there, or if there wasn't, if they were just getting together to get together and I had something else I would rather do. I just chose the thing I would rather do. And I still stay in contact with those people, but I don't feel obligated to fill them in on every detail of my life. I don't feel obligated to go to another room and talk to somebody else. And um, it's just made a difference because people are always constantly pulling for our attention. And the reality is we have to sit and decide what's the most important in our lives and where do those boundaries need to be set. So for me, I set hard boundaries with my customers. I'm not working 12, 16 hour days like I was before. So I'm, I have dedicated time with my family time to do volunteer opportunities that I choose to pour into instead of always chasing their deadlines. And so we just backed up their, their deadlines and just let them know this is, this is a hard stop for me. I can't keep doing this. This is the deadline that has to be made. If your stuff's not here, then we just can't meet that for you. And so it's made a huge difference in our family life and just having some time to just chill out and watch TV and eat as a family. Usually I was eating and then running back out to the shop. And I just think for, for me, I didn't realize how bad it affected my mental health health and how negative I was becoming. And I was constantly irritated with my kids and with my husband. And they're just trying to help or trying to bring me something into the shop or telling me that dinner's ready. And I'm like, I don't have time right now. And, mm-hmm. and I wasn't, wasn't really being very loving to my family, honestly, because you walk on edge when you're in a bad mental state. And when you don't have boundaries set, you feel like you're being pulled in every direction the littlest thing will set you off and irritate you. And so just that drop of the pen, I was instantly angry or, you know, snapping back at them or talking ugly to them. And so for me, that was a huge eye opener that, Hey, I am doing this. I'm not, I'm, I didn't realize how negative and how short I could be with people. And it wasn't just family either. And so I almost went into some opportunities to serve um, in volunteer opportunities bitter because I didn't really have time to be there. Mm -hmm. And so it's just opened up. I can go into those things that I want to do and I can sit and I can enjoy and not be looking at the clock waiting for this conversation to end so that I can get back to work or be where I'm supposed to be. Right. Right. So that, um, that's really helpful information there for the people who are listening around boundaries. Cause I think that like I said before, a lot of times we feel like boundaries are very cut and dry and they can be, but they're also, it's not about, um, hurting other people, or it's not about that. You don't care about other people. It's really about that. You care about you and your energy and what is best for you, because in turn that affects the people around you, especially your, your, your small circle, the family and the people that you spend your most time with, it affects them as well because it affects how you show up. So with Mm -hmm. that being said, like you said, like you realized that you were super burned out, your boundaries were like non-existent and you were really burning the candle at both ends and trying to just make everything happen and make everyone happy. And you weren't 
able to be happy. And so you were just like, you were the last person, right? You were the last person that you were giving to, and you probably weren't giving yourself very Mm -hmm. much. And so then it made you just kind of be this bitter, you're noticing the bitterness or the, the like very short temper or, and for towards things or people that maybe wouldn't have usually warranted that. Um, so now that you've kind of like created the boundaries, you know, what you need, you know, what works well for you. How do you feel as far as like, just like, almost like I would imagine like a weight almost like, because I know it was probably hard in the beginning, especially with the customers in your business saying like, Hey, I know that this is the way it's been in the past but I can't do this any longer. I can't sustain this. So this is the new rules. These are the new things without these words. You might, it might've been like, if this doesn't work for you, then unfortunately, like I'm not the person for you. I know you didn't necessarily say those words, but like, that's really what happens when you're setting a strong boundary. So now that everything kind of, you set those boundaries a little, probably a little uncomfortable at first, trying to figure it all out. What does it feel like now? Like now that you've figured them out and you're, you're, you're doing well with those and, and how does it feel for you? Just like in general, like as far as like just being able to have that space and that freedom to, to, like you said, volunteer or do things that bring you joy. Oh, it's night and day. Um, I always tell my husband, I'm like, you know, I felt like I woke up for so long. I just woke up dreading because I knew there was so much on my plate that I had to get done. And there wasn't any time that I could just sit and breathe. And now I know when I'm working, obviously I will flex that boundary if I have to for certain situations, um, both with work and with volunteer situations, (coughs) excuse me. Um, but I, I don't do that often. I know that I have the flexibility to do that, but I tend to stick to the boundaries that I've set. I know when I'm working, I know when it's family time, I know when it's school time with my son and I know where I have freedom to volunteer, or if I don't feel like it, I don't have to, I know that I can say no, and it doesn't actually hurt people's feelings. I was so shocked and so nervous sending out the initial email to my customers thinking, Oh, this is going to have some bad repercussions, but, um, Honestly, they were like, Hey, I get it. And I just kind of went in and was like, we're in a busy season. This is where I'm at in life. You know, this is what we need right now to make sure that your customers are happy and that I'm happy. And I said, so they really received it well compared to what I thought it was. I think we work ourselves up in our head thinking that people are going to be offended or they're going to be hurt. And in reality, they're usually not, they usually are just like, oh, okay, I get it. You know, we'll, we'll bump up our deadline a little bit earlier for our customers or whatever. And so even in volunteer situations, it's not the end of the world. If I tell them, no, there's usually somebody else that they can talk to or take it to. And so I think that that's just been, it's been a huge weight off of me Mm -hmm. for sure. And I think I'm tend to not be as short and I'm not short tempered and I'm not irritated all the time. I'm not dreading getting out of work. There are some situations obviously in life that you're just going to walk into and you're going to be like, "Eh, I don't really want to do this, but, um, I don't feel like it's a have to anymore. I kind of look at things as I get to do these things. And, um, and it's nice because I get to choose what that get to is. And when you start choosing what that get to is your life looks totally different and you look forward to what you want to do because it's your get to, and it's not out of obligation. 
Right. Right. Uh, I love that you said that. Um, because that also leads me to, cause you said, you know, it's okay if I say no. Um, a lot of times people are okay with it. We just worry and we work ourselves up so much thinking about all the things that could go wrong or that they might say, or they might be offended or whatever. And we do that just because we're human, but I 100% believe that it's okay to say no. And I know that, you know, that, and I know that it's not always the easiest thing. It's like a muscle. It's like when you're working out, you've got to, mm-hmm. you've got to work at it. But what is that like for you just being to finally just be able to say, you know what, if I don't want, like, if this does not bring me joy, if this is not fit in my, like, if it just literally does not fit in my life right now, I feel empowered to say no and that it's okay. And I don't have to worry about if they're going to be upset at me or if this is going to look bad on me, because really, honestly, it doesn't matter at the end of the day, if you're doing what's best for you and your family. Right. So what is that? Tell us what that looks like for you is like now just having that realization of like, I can say no. And it's actually not, um, a selfish thing. Right. Yeah. It's definitely not a selfish thing. And I think that we think that everybody's expecting a yes out of us all the time. And we do carry that weight of just thinking that it's us or nobody else. And so we have to do it because they're coming to us to ask us. And the reality is they may not like it, but if it's bringing us down mentally, it's not really worth it. And I don't think we realize the weight of committing to things out of obligation. I don't think we realize what it does to our mental health and, um, it's not worth it. You end up, you feel cruddy. You, it can affect your health. Literally. It can affect your blood pressure. It can affect everything going on in your life. Stress is just not worth it. And Mm -hmm. reality is how they choose to receive your no doesn't affect your life. You are responsible only for your mental health, your current situations, your calendar, your family, the people in your circle and everything else is there. It's really is their issue. And so if they get upset because you're looking out for you first, then that, that tells you a lot about their heart and where they're coming at mm-hmm. to come into you at. And so it, it's hard to think that way in the beginning, but the more you do it and you just think, no, this isn't, this isn't going to be good for me. I, you know, that's going to put me rushing from one thing to the next. It can be something as little as that. You know, you have a book today. They need you there for an hour and a half. And you're like, no, I can't because it's going to be stressed out going to the next thing. And these are things that are really important to me. And I don't want to walk into that next thing that I chose to do before they asked me mad and angry because I'm running late or it's really freeing because you really look at things from a, how am I going to feel about doing this? Not just going to it and during it, but how, how's it going to affect the flow and the fill of my day in the end? And mm-hmm. that affects everybody around us because if you're irritated and rushing and angry and you know, if you're rushing, well, then you're going to, there's so many possibilities of things that can happen. If you're angry and mad and going into the next situation and you're, nobody's going to win that day with you. And so it's just really freeing to be able to to realize that their response to your no is really all about them. And it's, it doesn't affect you at all. It's maybe hard to say in the beginning for sure. And it may be hard to even, even step back from things that you committed to originally, Mm -hmm. but in the end, it's worth it for your own mental health. Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. I like that you said that like their no has is no reflection upon you. It's, it's strictly a reflection of them. And, um, that's, that's something that it is hard to accept. It is. I'm not going to lie at first be like, okay, this has nothing to do with me. Um, because when you're a people pleaser, that does feel like it's about you. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like it has to do with oh, you. Yeah. So it will take some time, but, um, I love that you, that you really so well, like spelled, you know, spell that out for us because it, it's very, um, impactful and helpful for those that maybe are struggling with people pleasing and boundaries and all of that. Um, so my last question, just kind of wrap up our time together is just, is there someone listening and maybe they've heard about the calm collective, or maybe they were even looking, you know, in the last cohort, and now we're about to start the, the spring 2022 cohort, and maybe they're on the fence and they thought about it. Maybe they, they even talked to me about it, but they just haven't quite pulled the trigger. What would you say to her? Do it, do it. It is definitely worth it. Like I said, I didn't think that I struggled with a lot of these things. I thought, okay, I know I struggle with anxiety. I know I struggle with worry. There's a couple things that I thought, ah, that's not really going to affect me. But the tools that you get, it's eye-opening to realize how much we let the world determine things in our life. And our emotions, we, we tend to just push them down and we don't really realize how limiting we are with our thoughts and things. And so if we can get on top of that and just have those tools. And like I said, it's things that I still go back to. I will, I'll be feeling some way and I'll sit down. I'll be like, okay, why am I struggling with this? And where is this coming from? And where does something need to change? You have those tools in your toolbox forever and you will never stop using them because the reality is we won't ever, we're never going to perfect it 100%. There's always going to be a boundary or a worry or some anxiety that creeps up in our life, no matter how good we are at trying to control it. But when you have the tools that you're disposable and you know how to exercise that muscle and mm -hmm. they come quicker and you start recognizing those things quicker and you can get on top of them quicker, it's life-changing and it affects, it's generational life-changing. It changes mm -hmm. the way I talk to my kids when they're feeling certain ways and they're struggling with decisions that they need to make or they're being negative in their talk or in their thinking. And I'm like, these are the tools that I have. And so I share those with my kids and it changes, it can change everybody around you. And that's priceless. It's definitely worth it. You need to do it. You will use it forever and ever. Awesome. That was, that was the best. I love that you said that. And I mean, I know that I poured my heart and soul into this program. And so I believe yes. in it, but to hear other people say like, Hey, it, it it's, it's good. It's great. Like I have yes. these tools and you, um, i you're not the only one that was in the, the last cohort that said, like, I still have these tools and I use them. Like I go back, like one, one of them said, like, I even go back to my, my journal that I wrote in throughout that. And I go back and read like, okay, these are, this is what I need to do in this situation. So that's awesome. And that's like impactful in the sense that, um, you're getting, like, I think a lot of times we worry about investment and we worry about like, is, am I going to get a return on investment? And maybe you don't see it like in like a business standpoint, like, let's look at like, when you look at business coaching things and you're looking at money return on investment, but this is looking at like, actual, you know, help in your life and like mental health and mindset and worry and anxiety. And these tools 
are your return on investment. And that's huge. And when you can see that and see that, that impact, that's awesome. So that makes me super happy. And I'm so glad that you shared that with us. Thank you so much for coming on and talking about your experience in the Calm Collective. And I will also just plug real quick. Um, Melissa has a podcast actually talks a lot about what we just talked about. It's called the Becoming Priority Podcast. You can find it on all your podcast platforms. So go find it. I'll also link it in the show notes. Um, It's awesome. She's awesome. So if you liked our conversation today, you can get more of what that looks like and a lot more about how to become priority and choose you first in her podcast. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much for coming on and I'll talk to you later. Yes. Thanks for having me. And thanks for everything that you pour into the collective because it really is that good. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the You Out Loud podcast. I hope this episode was able to help you shift your mindset, take the step, or give you the little push you needed. If you loved this episode, don't forget to share it with your friends, tag us on Instagram, or leave us a rating and review over on iTunes. It is truly appreciated, and I do a little happy dance every single time. You are so important, and life is way too short to be playing small. It's time to take a chance on yourself and start living out loud.